You are now listening to the In Between Rounds podcast with Gabe Ojeda and Pach Estrada, your weekly MMA habit and the only Filipino mixed martial arts podcast that matters. Boom. The wake of UFC 257 is all done. Dust is settling. How much do we have to talk about today, Gabe? I thought I thought you were going to say something about Dustin, because but you said the dust is settling. The dust, the dust is settling, and the diamond has, you know, risen. Been created, <laughs> dude. The diamond is unbreakable, man. Like, um, I, I saw that hype oh, video man. you showed, and in hindsight, we're like, yeah, you know, we did kind of look. I made some pretty him. bold claims. <laughs> <laughs> I made some pretty bold claims. About yeah, but you know what? We we both did. Yeah, we we had a slice of humble pie both in mm-hmm. the co-main and main event, and there's a lot to unpack because, as we mentioned, this is probably the most pivotal uh, UFC event in it is. recent history. It is actually because it, it it changes the landscape of the lightweight division. One hundred percent, it does. I mean, <laughs> you got probably the most spectacular UFC debut we've seen in a while. And probably one of the most shocking moments so far this year in terms mm-hmm. of the UFC. I mean, oh, man, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And there's a there's a lot to unpack here, man. Like, I don't even know where to start. I Let's do start... not even know where to start. Uh, okay. For everyone wa- listening, this is just we're just going to unpack the co-main and main okay. because of but, yeah. how much impact it has. Yeah. So I guess we could start with um, the co-main. Sure. You know, before we get into that, I will say, though, that UFC 257, it seems like was the night of the underdogs. It <laughs> you was talking about night <laughs> yeah, of the underdogs, you know, so that, that, that's true. Um, or in hindsight, is it the un- they were the, the underdogs or they were just that good? I mean, no one knew they were that good. That's why they were the underdogs. Right? Yeah, that's true. So Rebus got starched. Uh, there was that um, well, guy, the other that, guy who won. I think Mayweather he, guy. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, well, he good. won. He was a favorite. He won, so that doesn't count. But yeah, primarily, mm-hmm. an underdog night, and True. so that leads us to the co-main event. But then again, was Michael Chandler the underdog? I think the betting odds you had him. Like, and a lot of people had a lot, like a lot of people are looking, uh, are look, we're looking past Dan Hooker. Yeah, I was well, I mean, like, the odds makers made him the underdog, so. I think they base that off fighters coming off different promotions. Mm. And in hindsight, that had never really been something successful. Oh, yeah. Eddie Alvarez, I think, lost his debut. Mm-hmm. Ben Askren won, but like in controversial fashion, never won again after that. So I think the odds makers were like, all right, you know what? We're getting all these talents from different promotions, but mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be working in the way that they think it will yeah. until of course Mike income Chandler yes. iron, iron Mike. Mike iron Mike Chandler wow he looked so good he didn't look great he didn't look nervous at all mm-hmm. against a killer like Dan Hooker he was walking him down honestly the whole fight I was he was just waiting for that big shot and he was he was uh. unfortunately for Dan Hooker he was there Dan Hooker also left his gloves at the end of mm. the fight. Very frustrated. I can understand because yeah. he'll be going back home. Okay, the time of the recording, this is January 28th. Yeah. He'll be going back home in mid-Feb because of the quarantine rules. Mm-hmm. So the grind is real for him. Yeah, a lot of self-reflection. A lot of time to think because back-to-back losses. The one with Poirier, I wouldn't say that's a devastating loss because that was a crazy fight. Yeah, but this one. This one's man. devastating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan Hooker. I was very actually, to be honest, I was more excited for Dan Hooker versus Chandler than Connor versus Dustin. Just because. Why are you laughing? Just because. Because <laughs> you were writing off. No. Like, let's go back, guys. If you guys haven't heard the, heard the previous episode, you're like, Dustin's gonna shock the world if he survives round four. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's get let's get to that later. Let's get to that later. <laughs> okay. So yeah, quite exci- quite an exciting uh co-main event. Yeah, it was because like, you know, I, I did a little research on Mike Chandler, and this guy is an animal, mm-hmm. and Dan Hooker is clearly one of the best at lightweight right now. Mm-hmm. So for him to fight Hooker as his debut fight was like <clears throat> really compelling. Yeah. Very, very compelling. So mm-hmm. I was coming into that thinking, all right, this is like 
two guys who are fighting when they should. Mm -hmm. You know, when they absolutely should. And that was that fight. And so was Connor versus Dustin, actually. But like I had, yeah. No, if you think about it with with Dustin, I'm oh, sorry, in with Hooker versus Chandler, they were kind of equal in the terms of the consequences that would happen. Yes, if, exactly. If Dan if, Hooker double yes, loss. Yeah. Chandler, if he lost, oh, no momentum at all. Exactly. So they had ever like equal amounts of gain and loss. Both had this. everything to gain in this fight, mm-hmm. definitely, and lose as well. Yeah. So I mean, that's what made it compelling as well because it felt like. It didn't feel like a throwaway lightweight fight. Mm. It felt like a fight that would determine the future of the division moving forward. Mm. That's why I found it so exciting. And I called it. <laughs> I told you. I'm going to be saying that. At Michael in, Chandler. <laughs> during the main event. Don't you worry. get it done <laughs> in the first round. If you watched our live stream... I say it there. Look for it. Michael Chandler gets it done in the first round. First round. Killer. Yeah. Dempsey rolling. Just getting. I don't know what what, which hand did it. But man, that was a a, clear knockout. Was it a right hand? Left hand. It was a left hand. hand. Because he kept. He kept. um, Mike Chandler kept trying to set up a right overhand. Mm -hmm. Right. So he kept throwing that up there. Yeah, and I think on the third or fourth time he fainted, mm. and then he threw a left hand instead. Boom, lights out. Was it me or Dan Hooker looked nervous? He froze. Like he froze, he froze right? right? He was freezing because Mike was walking him down. I he know froze. Poirier. I know Poirier was like aggressive, but Mike was not afraid to yeah walk him down. He he looked. Dan Hooker looked like he was scared of the power and the takedown, so he mm. froze. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm, I'm sure he was thinking, all right, if Dan Hooker shoots, I can defend, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a tough time. Uh, you know, but if he, he if he faints the takedown and goes for a punch, I might get knocked out because he's got, he's got crazy power behind his hand. So what do you do in a stalemate like that? A mental stalemate like that, you know? I, so, I was just I was just surprised he that froze, Hooker, man. he looked like yeah. he was lost. Yeah, I was just surprised that his camp didn't think of that because we've seen his fights. We've mm-hmm. seen in Bellator. He's, as you mentioned, like a more aggressive Chad Mendes, yeah. right? With power, with ridiculous I think it power. was also the weight of the moment. Mm. You know, I think he felt, I, I feel like Dan Hooker maybe felt the weight of representing the UFC. Mm. It's like he was defending the territory. You know, yeah. he was like the gatekeeper. Like, all right, you're from Bellator. You got to get through me if you want to tell people you're a UFC fighter. So maybe, maybe he felt the weight of representing his company, representing his brand. And maybe he felt it. Maybe it weighed down on him heavy. Maybe. Because, yeah. um, again, well, as, as people brought it up, like Bruce Buffer mentioned, he's a Bellator champion. Yeah. And in the promotion, you mentioning another promotion, I get Dana White doing the Vince McMahon thing. Like, yeah, we can mention our the other promotion because yeah. if you don't mention them, they're your rivals. Exactly. So, so I guess he probably felt that weight of that moment because yeah. we've seen him look real good in other fights. Yeah. So he didn't look loose. He didn't look. Well, he wasn't favorites. the hangman. The that favorites night. in general mm-hmm. didn't look loose that whole night. Oh, think about we're it. gonna we're gonna get there. We're, we're gonna, gonna get there. Get there. We're gonna get there. But yeah, he looked like he froze. He was standing like very stiff, actually. He threw one good leg kick and it was clear Chandler felt that. But for some reason, I thought he was going to keep, you know, chopping the legs doing that. I thought he was going to keep doing that. But but apparently Dustin did that. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin did it perfectly. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. That remember uh, when we were talking, I had Chandler winning. Or the way he would win is probably like TKO, just keeping him out, yeah. and Chandler was gonna get frustrated. But yeah. man, he yeah froze as you've mentioned. So yeah, I mean, you know, and Chandler looked, he looked scary in there. He did. I could see that, not like Hooker not only froze, but he looked a little scared. Mm. Because like Mike Chandler was like very bouncy, very loose, very quick. Mm-hmm. He put his hands down a few times, like in frustration, like really. 
mm-hmm. you're gonna do this yeah this you're is gonna the, the distance gonna yeah this is yeah. this is what you're gonna do really uh-huh so i mean he, he he walked him down mentally and physically that's pretty much what he did and it's beautiful yeah. it was beautiful to watch yeah i i think that 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 moment where yeah he put his hand down i think mm-hmm. that's when hooker should have kept his game plan. yeah i i think was it faraz zahavi or um who's who's gsp's coach before um faraz zahavi oh the guy before faraz zahavi i forget uh f- uh who's john jones coach i forget um, no, well john, one of him um one coach mentioned that Jock, if the crowd no, that's jocko jocko's not the motivational speaker um, greg jackson greg, greg, greg jackson. jackson yeah I understand he he has he has that style of being boring, but you know if the crowd's booing, you're mm-hmm. doing something right. That means you're controlling, right, in yeah. the judge's eyes. So I think he needed to make da- he needed to make Mike Chandler look frustrated. But exactly, he didn't. He did the uh, the opposite happened. Mike Chandler did the he closed froze the him. distance. Yeah, he froze him. He froze him, and you know it, it's unusual for things like that to happen because usually. You get the long and rangy guys, and they do well against wrestlers. Mm, and even yeah. Dan Hooker said it himself: "My style is catered and goes very well against wrestlers." And but yeah, that's it, true. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. Like he looked like he forgot everything that he trained for for this mm. fight. It's like he forgot. And and it happens, I guess, man. In sports, you know, you freeze. Um, you lose momentum. You forget your teachings. I don't know what what happens in 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 that situation, yeah. but it looked like yeah, when that's the, what happened. When the bright lights come on, it's it's, yeah. it's hard for us to actually get into the mind of Dan Hooker. And yeah. I mean, my heart goes out to him because mm-hmm. now he's has he has to live with that and yeah. pick up himself from this situation. Yeah. And, even and there more, were, yeah. Even though there wasn't any um, animosity coming into mm. this, I'm pretty sure Dan Hooker kind of had a chip on his shoulder because the main event was the guy he almost beat. Of course, uh, a, a year ago. So. Of course, I mean, you know, it's and I was saying earlier about like the pressure of representing the UFC, right? Mm-hmm. But he was also coming in there representing one of the most successful um, fight camps. In the UFC right now, mm, right? Adesanya, mm-hmm. Volkanovski. Yep, two champs. You know, two champions, and like he's coming in there thinking he's gonna be the champion at lightweight for their for their fight camp or fight academy, mm-hmm. and he fell short twice. Right, that's a lot of pressure as well, man. Like to let down someone like Adesanya, to let down someone like Volkanovski, who are like arguably one of the best to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and represent you know? that style of yeah, and represent the, the, the that elite style. striking. Yeah, the elite striking. So that's like double. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. double. And you know, it's like I would feel the same way if I was on a team with Adesanya and Volkanovski, and I was in a different weight division, and they were in different weight divisions as champions. I would want to be the same. Mm-hmm. But that's also a tremendous amount of pressure to put on myself. And that's I'm sure true. Dan Hooker did the same to, to himself during for this fight. Yeah, even in, if you compare the walk-ins, mm-hmm. right, the, when they were coming in, Chandler looked so loose. He was bouncy, like yeah. right from the get-go. But you saw Dan Hooker making the walk. I get like he's a slow-paced kind of mm-hmm. guy, but you, you, I don't know. You could sense that, yeah. like the moment was sinking in. That okay, yeah, make or make or break time. Yeah, and it was a brutal stoppage, man. It mm-hmm. was a brutal. Okay, like Ooh. Mike Chandler knocked him out cold, but he woke up. And he just kind of like caved and knelt there. Yeah. And Chandler was just pounding him with the same punch over and over, like really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It was, was brutal, man. That was a beat down. It was. Like he didn't even have to assume mount or anything. Yeah, he just had him up it's against like he the just, cage. Like, yeah, he then... just had him like in, in um, what's that? Like fetus mode or something yeah fetus uh, position fetal yeah fetal position. fetal position and he was like just knelt down in front of chandler and chandler was kneeling down as well and just mm-hmm. raining down the same yeah. punch over and over it reminded me of the brock lesnar frank mir two stoppage where it was just like dah, 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 you know yeah it, it was it, you see that and you think are these guys brutal, on the same man. level it was because brutal. yeah how, exactly exactly yeah, how unmatched it looked yeah like, right? 
Chandler made made Hooker look like he he didn't belong in there. Yeah, that's true. You know. It's, yeah, and I so, also said it was going to be under three minutes, and it was. You should have put money down. I know I should have. No, we're not like that. No, we're not. We don't do that. We don't do that. No, we just give predictions. Maybe next time. Maybe next. We don't. We don't put our money where our mouth is, though. Maybe next time. But yeah, dude, that's. I was looking at it. I've I've watched it over and over, and it is. It's beautiful, but also at the same time brutal. Yeah, it was Uh, just. Okay, so this episode is going to be a lot of that. We're going to talk about the the bad and the good sides Mm -hmm. because I know because this uh, event in particular had clear winners and losers and. Man, do the losers sting, but the high moments. Yeah, exactly. Dude, Chandler at the end. What a great I love call it, out. Man. I love it, dude. I mean, I, Chandler really won me over this fight, this whole fight week. Mm-hmm. He's great on the mic, says all the right things. When, he, when he's talking, it makes me think about, like, if I was a fighter and I was in the UFC, I would want to answer the que- questions the same way he does. Mm, he's fantastic okay let's i'm just gonna put that out there he is spectacular on the mic he's a future champ simp Simp. chandler chandler simp there we go (laughs) chandler simp he's great um actually oh when it comes to him on the mic i think he actually stayed one of the longest times answering questions because the press he did that was like a 30 minute that was a 30 minute press conference he could do a ted talk he could he's do it. So, he's talk. so good, and he didn't ruffle any feathers, but he was saying it as it is. Right? He made he when he when he did his post fight interview, mm-hmm. and he did that call out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't crass. It wasn't unnecessary. It wasn't foul. Mm-hmm. He did it in such a way where it was like, all right, Mike Chandler has arrived. Arrived. Yeah, he declared here without. Yeah, the and he t- got a call from my eye. Yeah, afterwards. Just today, yeah. actually. I saw, yeah. Thank via, you Zoom, via, Zoom. <laughs> via Zoom. Via Zoom. Via Zoom. That's how people that meet these call days. Out. It was. It was that great. Was he, he, he addressed everyone. He didn't stutter. He had the confidence. Yeah. And, man, you know, if I'm Dana, I see dollar bills right now. I do. And, and Mike Chandler. I do. And, you know, the way he did his call out was like, it was very... He made himself look like a scary dude. He did. Like, if I was at, in the lightweight division and I watched that call out, I would be like, oh, I don't geez. think I want to fight this man. I do not want to fight this man. Isn't that funny that he was very uh, PG? Not really PG. He was actually, yeah, he was very wholesome with that yeah. call out. But then yeah. I had the same feeling when Brock Lesnar was like st- screaming in front of the, yeah. the, in his mouthpiece falls off. And yeah, that's like calling. Yeah, saying he's doing a Coors Light yeah, instead of a- <laughs> because um, Budweiser will pay me. Pay me. <laughs> but he still got the same effect. He's a scary dude. Yeah, well spoken. Yes, and you know, dressed as well. Yeah, very marketable. He's the whole package. He is. He is. That's when you're a, looking, that's the long and short. Honestly, I feel like he, he's one of the good I hope acquisitions. Mike Chandler hears this. I'm going to DM this episode to Mike Chandler for sure. I'm going to email him. I'm going to DM him. Speaking of, yeah, oh, it's that shout outs. Dana White. Dana White. You're looking at the future. Mm -hmm. We're better than the schmo. Just kidding. I love the schmo. (laughs) We got to talk about him eventually. Yeah, he's he's the nice guy. You can always tell when he's asking a presser question because he sounds so distinct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mike Chandler, man. The whole package is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the UFC. I think that's I think all he beats Khabib. If Khabib's coming back, if Khabib comes back, I think Dude, he beats Khabib. Khabib levels their level. Yeah. He's way above everyone else. So. Yeah. Oh, I think he beats everybody. I think Khabib, Chandler for sure in Khabib's <laughs> absence. <laughs> no, um, I think in Khabib's absence, mm-hmm. Mike Chandler's gonna beat everybody. We'll see. I, again, he just has to perform. To a high level to make Khabib want to come back. But yeah. as of now, he was not impressed. He said, he said, Dana, let's be honest. I'm yeah. leagues above this guy, these guys. And now let's head on over to the main event. Because mm-hmm. these two guys have lost to Khabib recently. We're talking about Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. What an interesting turn of events. I keep asking uh, myself, is Khabib really that good? He is. 
Is he though? For him to ride off in the sunset and fighters to respect that, I think so. Look at Is his he record, though? dude. Look at his record, dude. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> if he if he gets a thirty, you know, I won't say anything anymore. All right, Khabib, this is this is a shout out Khabib. to you too. If, if he gets a thirty, you know, I, I believe know in you, Khabib. Yeah. You'll get the thirty, you know. Just if you get the thirty, you know, I will put you in the conversation. What do you mean? Put put him, he is the conversation. No. <laughs> if he gets thirty, you know, come John on. John Jones is the goat. John okay. Jones. We gotta wait for him to get champ champ status. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. All right. So Connor versus Dustin. Wow. Whoa. Right. Like. Wow. Uh. I'm I'm shooketh. Yeah. I'm shooketh. Uh, I'm everyone, disturbed. Everyone had everyone overlooked Dustin, but this time different I didn't fighter. Overlooked Dustin. I just you, prefer hey, Connor. You need, hey, hey, come on. Be honest. No, I man. said no. I said I. Said, I, ate, I I ate humble pie with the Dan Hooker. You <laughs> gotta eat your humble pie too. One hundred percent. It's delicious. It's delicious. Blueberry humble pie. There it is. Okay. Um, you, no, no. You yeah. Admit though that I admit that I predicted a first round KO. And a lot of people did Connor. too because of how how crazy Connor is in managing yeah. the distance. Because mm-hmm. as as professionals and experts uh, in their opinions said that Dustin needed to make it a dogfight. Yeah. And he did. Here's yeah. my here's my theory though, and here's what I've been seeing online. This fight started because Connor wanted to fight Manny. Right, yes, Southpaw versus correct. Southpaw, and he so, wanted to test that. He wanted to test that. That's why a lot of people are saying his stance has changed. He's mm-hmm. not bouncy anymore. He's not loose. He wanted to show everyone that he was the elite boxer. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you don't box in MMA. You don't. Yeah, you he do not in, box in MMA. And that's why Dustin was able to mix it up. He yeah. got a takedown in. He got those yeah. leg kicks, and then he played his game. Yeah, he played his cards right. You know, before before we get to that, I just, you know, uh, we'll go back to the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree with that theory that he was testing his boxing stance against Southpaw. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, in hindsight. In hindsight, very terrible idea, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, he saw some success. In fact, he did win round one. Yeah, a lot of people pegged up. And he got some good shots in in round two. Thing is, though, when he won round one, it wasn't like a 8-10. It was real close. It was. It was pretty close. It so was fairly close, yeah. There was some success to it. And look, if 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 you told me last week Connor wanted to test his mm-hmm. boxing against Dustin, I'd be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. But man, that, don't do again, it, do, it, do, don't, don't do it on fight nights, huh? Yeah. Book, again, book a on, sparring session with Dustin. Yeah. yeah. Then on, yeah. Don't do this. Exactly. Don't do this. But then you know, again, so, we thought we thought Connor was untouchable, right? But then I it's did. Just... I thought Connor was untouchable. Look, man, you know, like I said, we we're trying to go back to the beginning, mm-hmm. and he was well, number one. He was the one who asked for this fight, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, and leading up to it, you would think that he really was going to put on a masterclass. Yes, calm, respectful, centered, focused, like. During during uh, when he was in Abu Dhabi, it was business as usual. He was there for all the media, all the press con the press conference. He looked calm. He looked relaxed. And then the walkout came, and then he looked nervous. I'm like, what? You wait. You you thought he looked nervous? I thought he I looked did. all right. Oh no! No no no. no. Oh, no. So you see, there's gonna be. I think this this theme of duality is gonna be like our. The focus of our episode today. Okay. You know, Connor looked like he was unfazed leading up to the fight. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was saying Dustin looked it was like jittery. Yeah. yeah, it was jittery. And he was. He looked he was. it. You know, that's that's how I was saying I'm getting a tough read on how Dustin's feeling about the fight because he looks timid. He's he's he was like mimicking whatever Connor did, yeah. shaking hands mm-hmm. or like yeah, you know, like he looked lowered his stance. He lowered his stance during the, the nervous photo the, shoot. Yeah, he looked he looked nervous at the press conference. Mm-hmm. But now I'm I'm realizing that the octagon is Dustin's happy place, Ooh. and the media is Connor's happy place. That's where he thrives. Right, that's a good observation. Yeah, that's where he thrives. That's what he's good at. Which is why 
the UFC 257, 1.6 million pay-per-view buys, son. Big payday for both these fighters which is and everyone, cool. really. Yeah, which is coincidentally the same number of plays this episode is going to get. Oh, uh, that's what I'm talking about, son. Oh, Connor's taking home 20 million. Okay, that's not going to help. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not going to help. Um <laughs> But yeah, so he is comfortable, right? Because that's his thing. He's the showman. Mm-hmm. He's the entertainer. He hypes up the fight. So when he walked out, I saw he looked nervous, man. He looked like he was the one who felt the pressure of this moment. Wow. You know, if you watch it again, watch it again. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just so, you know, he was that da- he even danced really awkwardly like this at one point. Oh, because um, because of the music, Dustin. Because of the music of yeah. Dustin and like oh, his face. That was weird. I I found that super weird. He didn't like do his power walk. Yeah, he didn't. He you did know, the that the blow yeah. kisses right, but it I don't know. Like he was going through the motions of, mm-hmm. you know, of like a Conor McGregor of old. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't him. He was mimicking himself. Yeah, he true. was mi- mimicking his old self. And then when Dustin came out. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. The diamond's ready to go. He looked sharp. He looked ready. He looked like he was going to put on the performance of a lifetime. His walkout was, I got chills watching. And you him bet like, your ass he did. Mm-hmm. That was that a performance was of a lifetime. It was. You know, because I'll admit now, I was thinking, there's no way Dustin is going to win the way I think he's, he's going to win. Connor's not going to let him get that close. Connor's not gonna make him make it dirty. Mm-hmm. Connor's gonna keep him at a distance. But no, mm-hmm. it was Dustin's night, man. It was you say Dustin's game, right? Yeah, oh. you know what? With with Dustin winning, I, I right, we were talking about like duality, mm-hmm. and people are saying like Connor's washed up, he's done, he's all that. But guys, you're not giving Dustin enough credit. Yeah, because he has been honing his craft, like Gabe yeah. said. The octagon is his happy place. That's mm-hmm. his home. And he has been grinding it yeah. out. So for Connor to lose to Dustin, mm-hmm. that's not a big knock on Connor because Dustin's yeah. one of the best. Dustin's to, a, an animal. He's one of the best to do it. He's yeah. one of the best to do it. And you know, he he fuck, I might turn into a Dustin simp just right now. <laughs> um there isn't even an interview he did, okay, mm-hmm. right after he lost to Connor the first time. He didn't make any excuses. All he said was. I'm going to move forward from this mm-hmm. because at least I didn't, I lost to a superior fighter. The better man. Won. I didn't get mm-hmm. clipped. I didn't make a mistake. I, he won fair and square because he was a better fighter mm-hmm. and I'm going to move on and get better. And he did dude. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Dustin is a master at coming back from devastating defeat. Mm-hmm. The True. Michael Johnson, the real, the, the real, the real goat, the real lose. goat. <laughs> To lose to someone he like beat, Michael he Johnson. Beat, he, Michael Johnson beat Art of Lobo. Art of the Russian Hammer. I feel like right? that's our new call. Like, we always have to mention Artem. Artem's He's our new Sean goat. O'Malley. Artem is the GOAT! Right? So, to lose to someone like Michael Johnson when everyone thinks you're going to win, right? Everyone thought Dustin was going to win that fight. Yeah. And he got knocked out cold in the first round. Mm-hmm. You know, and and... Everyone thought he was going to lose this fight and he won. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the diamond is very fitting because it seems like pressure is now something that he looks forward to. Yeah. And so does Connor, but Connor didn't use it as fuel this time. It stalled him, made him stiff. Do you think it was the pressure of the moment or it was just the game plan coming in? I think there wasn't even a game plan. You know, we talked really? about this. Yeah, I, okay. I, we talked about this outside the pod, and I just think he's just running too much of his own shit now. Mm. I don't think his team can tell him what to do. I don't think his coach can tell him what to do. I don't think anybody, yeah, can tell him what he wants to do, and that's bad. Yeah, Kavanaugh had an interview with Ariel, and mm-hmm. I, I I found it a little insulting because they said we want the rematch for the title right away. Oh, but I'm God, like, yeah. I don't even believe in that. No, he said like that. that. No, yeah, like that's that. that's yeah, that's not good. You got to work your way back. No, even no, Connor no, no, knows no. that's good. Like, that's not good. I'm that's pretty terrible. sure. 
Yeah, after being after you lost in that fashion, mm-hmm. it's not like um, it's not like um, what was the fi- the featherweight bout we just saw the one um, two fifty six the main event. Hang on. I'm oh, Max forward. Holloway and. No, no, that was fight night. Hang on, let me just. I'm Chito Vera's in my head. No, Figueredo versus Moreno. Oh yeah, that run it back right away. That looked good. Yeah, that that's, that's a fight the you kind of fight you run back. But this one, uh, you can't. I don't know. I, I don't, you need some yeah, time. And Con- to- Connor's been out of the game. You don't just do that. Mm-hmm. Sure. You want to run a rematch? Don't put a title on it. Yeah, That's- I really no. I really think though Dustin is on another level. Yes. Like I don't think, I think Connor needs to fight like a top six to ten guy. Yeah, Connor needs to go back to basics. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the biggest Connor fan. You know this. Everybody knows this. Everyone listening to this podcast knows this. Mm-hmm. And I'm the most critical. Right. Mm-hmm. He has to. He has to do it again. Bring the, the band thing, back yeah. together. Yeah. Get back. He has to do it again if he wants to continue his winning ways in MMA. But he's already winning at life. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, like, does he really need to do this? No. Isn't it crazy that for you to be like a a beast in the ring or you have to fight for something? Yeah. Connor has it all. For anything. Yeah. He's not. His legacy, sure, but it's already cemented. It's already he's, cemented, man. He's the first champ champ, one of the greatest of all time he's be a in the sport. Pioneer. Yeah, pioneer athlete of MMA. Period. It's done. Mm-hmm. No one can ever take that away from him. But if he continues down this path of of losing, mm-hmm. I think that's gonna hurt his legacy for sure. It, this was already a wake up call for him. It he was. doesn't want to go like a BJ Penn skid. Yeah. Right. This it's is either yeah, yeah. As Dana said, either you get hungry or you retire. Exactly. So we're gonna only time will tell. But, you know, I believe that he's going to have to switch it up, man. He's going to have to humble himself again in training. He's going to have to spar with the right people. Mm-hmm. He's going to yeah. have to relearn just, a lot of things. Just go to back tell, to karate style. Yeah, go back to that. Just to tell everyone um, how we're basing this off. When you, If you watch the All Access or the countdown to UFC 257, they were saying in his camp, yeah, this is just an environment where Connor can really explore his options when it comes to striking. No one's there to talk to him and exactly. say, hey, you got to do this. Gagey said it best. He said that Khabib surrounds himself with yes men. Gagey doesn't do that. Gagey surrounds himself with killers just so he becomes better. So exactly. I think, and I, I agree with you that I think Connor might have surrounded himself with just yes men that think he's just brilliant, which he is, mm-hmm. but they're not going to show you, mean, you the Khabib holes or in the Connor. Um, Co- Connor in this fight, Khabib, he's the goat. Oh, he said the same thing about Khabib. He said, uh, Gagey said that to Khabib. I'm just applying what Gagey said to Connor now. Oh, okay, that, okay. But that's what he thought with Khabib. Oh, but... those are some straight up killer yes men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even I'll admit that. But 29 I mean, and 0, son. But again, he doesn't know what. I think he was just saying that to hype up the fight. And Unless these yes men are like straight up like bears. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're bears. They're, they're... No, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, Connor is so famous, so successful. His aura, his energy is so big mm-hmm. that I think anyone would fold to that. Yeah. Anyone would want to make him happy because it's Connor McGregor. Here's the thing now that the aura has been shattered mm-hmm. and Dustin kind of gave a blueprint, are we. S- is this a bit of a Ronda Rousey situation now? It might be. Oof. It might be. I hope not. But it might be. Because it's like, all right, Connor was level 10 on the way up. Mm-hmm. And he stayed at level 10. But everyone else was leveling up as he stayed at level 10. And now everyone's at level 11. Mm-hmm. And he's still at level 10. Because yeah. he got so used to starching everybody. Dude, people are saying calf kick. I mean, the calf kicks is also, oh, it's been in the game for a while, right? Mm-hmm. But for Connor not to have a game plan for that or yeah. not checking it properly and that being the yeah. the, the one that decided yeah. everything. Um, yeah, that's... It's that's, like that's a very basic attack mm-hmm. that you need to defend against, right? It's so easy to say in hindsight, but it is. Mm-hmm. 
And for it to remember, I I'm gonna quote myself in the 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 live we. Oh, did. is that what I we're said, doing now? Is that, is yeah, that what we're doing? That's now? what we okay. did. That's what, that's what we're, we're doing, doing now. Okay. I okay. said Dustin needed to utilize his leg kicks. Okay. That's what happened. Okay. That's right. the. I think that's like the killing. That's one of the killing blows. Like his legs were gone. Yeah. And yeah. he just buckled. He didn't get mm-hmm. knocked out. He got TKO'd. Yeah, because like you know we were talking about last week he connor's used to everyone playing his game mm. you know so that's a good point to play up. his game yeah and even i think i believe faraz zahavi brought it up when dustin took him down he was like oh we're doing this you're taking me down so he's never faced adversity it's always gone to how he planned it, how he envisioned it. So it just seemed like he kind of gave up or he was emotional. He was trying to go for shots that weren't there anymore because it wasn't going as planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just seems like, yeah, Dustin faced more adversity coming into this that he was able to... His confidence grew when he took that left shot. He did. His, he was like, like oh, oh, okay, all right. That's your, This is, this that's is what it shot? feels like at 155? Okay, let's go. This is the killing blow? It's good. That it's I all good. Apart. And then he started playing with Connor. He started pointing him. Almost got yeah. you there. That check right yeah. hook. Ooh. He made he made look he made Connor look like he didn't belong in there. Just like the way Chandler made Hooker yeah. look like he didn't belong in there. Unfortunately, right? You know. And yeah, man, Dustin beat Connor in a way that I imagined, but I didn't think it was actually going to happen. Mm. You know, he yeah. made Connor look like he wasn't a master of distance. Master of space, a master that of night, counter striking. That night he wasn't. Definitely not. Especially he stiff. He looked square. He looked slow. He wasn't come he bouncing was, in back and in, in and out. Yeah, it was it was weird. It, he didn't have that same swagger he did even a year ago, like with Donald Cerrone. Like yeah. he just came, he came out like a. What yeah. did he open up with? I think he opened up with like a just a like left a, hand. The left hand and right Connor, away. And, and Cowboy went down for a takedown and ran into his knee. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. See, that, that's the, the mentality. That's the, I don't know, the creativity that he needed to bring to the table. Because if he wanted a box, dude, Dustin's faced boxers. He's, he's seen yeah. that. He's seen that game plan. Exactly. There you go. And, and Dustin just had a game plan and executed it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Well placed calf kicks, dirty box. I said this in the stream also. Dirty mm-hmm. boxing, mixing mm-hmm. it up, takedown, just everything. He everything in the kitchen. Every sink. single threat in the first round: the takedown, mm-hmm. the calf kick, the boxing. Okay, here's a question. Since we're winding down, we're, we're yeah. last. We're down to our last minutes. Let's go. How, how does the lightweight division look now? How would you? What's the what's the fantasy? What's the what's the dream booking here? Okay, well, first of all, I just want to say before we get to that, (laughs) normally I cannot watch Connor defeats. Okay, because I never I never usually root for the guy that he's going against. Right. Um, I've I've only ever seen the Nate Diaz fight, the first one once. You gotta watch it again. The Khabib fight I I watched once because I mean I was there, but it was like I never want to see the replay of that. But this one. This one I watched multiple times because I'm just so happy for Dustin, man. Mm-hmm. He deserved yeah. to get that one back. And when you know his backstory, when, when you learn about how he came to this moment, it's a beautiful story. It's easy for to root for this guy. Mm-hmm. Almost too easy. Honestly, he's like the Rocky story of yeah. this generation. To, to watch Dustin do what he did last weekend is... Nothing short of like beautiful. I love the story. I love the win. I love the way he did it. Silenced the doubters. Did it in a way that he's good at. Mm-hmm. You know, made made it look like he didn't get lucky or anything. It was a clean win. And the first thing he said, we're one and one. Like still exactly. humble in victories as yeah. well. Gracious in victory. I mean, yeah. There's one more. Yeah. So there's one more than that. But like, as the, the you know, and to answer your question, how does the division move forward from here? Ooh. I think there needs to be a tournament. 
and the winner of the tournament fights Kevin Lee for the title. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you beat me. I was like, the so where's Kevin? Town beat Let's go, Kevin go. Lee, dude. Where does Kevin Lee fit in this? Where, where? So that's that's the bottom line. Kevin Lee beats Khabib for sure. That should be the episode title. So two fifty seven is done. Where does Kevin Lee fit in this? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Is okay. Kevin Lee the greatest of all time? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously, where is this? Okay. How okay, how does this pan right. out? Okay. No rematch for Connor. Get the fuck out of here with that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's you know a rubber match, but not for the title. Not for the title. Yeah, not for the title. If it is for the title, I want to see Dustin Poirier versus Oliveira. Mm. For the title. For, for the, the title. title. Right. I think that's the fight to make. And then I want to see Mike Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. Okay. I agree with you there. I agree, I agree with you there. But isn't Gaethje scheduled to face Oliveira already? You know, I don't know, actually. Right? I'm not they, sure. I heard, I mean, there's some announcements, right? But that, honestly, that seems like the proper fight to make. Even Oliveira said that makes sense. Yeah. Eight fight win streak just defeated yeah. Tony Ferguson. This is going to be a real big fight. I mean, I'm going to love are... breaking that one down. I think Oliveira beats Dustin. You think? I think Oliveira. You're, just... you're counting out Dustin again? No. Because <laughs> Oliveira is a beast, dude. Who has Oliveira beat? Tony Ferguson. That's one. But look at look at Dustin Gagey. That's true. That's true. Uh, Connor. Okay, that's true. He's, he's got Holloway twice. I'm oh. gonna root. Okay, you know what? I I, I know, man. I lo- I love these. Like I love it yeah. when I can't tell. No. no, but the thing is, this one I can honestly say that both these guys stand an equal amount of chance because both of them are underdogs. Oliveira, mm-hmm. like eight fight win streak, and he's under the radar. Yeah. How come he's only getting a title shot now? Yeah, that guy's an animal. I think he's gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's gonna BJJ that. And he's long and lanky, so yeah. that's going to be tough for Poirier to break in. Yeah, Chandler versus Gaethje, that's a cool fight. Chandler versus Gaethje? Yeah. That's going to be that's gonna be a war. That's oh. going to be a war, dude. I mean, so, we thought Hooker was going to be a war, too, but I guess not. But, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Connor, Diaz? Tony or Nate? The Diaz one would make sense. Oh, actually, actually, both would make sense because both Diaz and Ferguson coming out of losses. Which is the fight you would want to see, though? Let me let me give you the dream sequence, son. All right, here we let go. me give you the dream sequence. We should come up with a sound effect for this every time there's yeah, a dream, the dream sequence. sequence. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So, because it's already assuming. Okay, Dustin beats Connor, right? Mm-hmm. Connor fights Nate. Trilogy round out mm-hmm. the trilogy wins, and while this happens, Dustin fights Oliveira, retains. All right. right? Connor fights Gaethje and wins. Dustin fights Chandler and retains. Wow, you got you got you got That's Dustin over do. Chandler. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, all right, okay, okay. Over the blessed, man. Over the blessed. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dustin's just like he's just evolving already. He's just yeah. Dustin's been in the game for so long; he knows it. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. And then the third match, the trilogy, Dustin versus Connor for the lightweight champion. Shit. <laughs> Connor wins. That's definitely the dream scenario. Yeah. Connor wins. Khabib comes back. And they have their rematch in Russia. <laughs> and Connor wins and retires. That's the dream sequence, son. That's, that's it right there. It's a dream. That's the dream sequence. That's, that's, oh, wow. He has to get hungry, though. He can't yeah. be the same. He's got to, I don't know, like, go in hiding, like, but like, stay away if from we're his gonna, family. Yeah, like, if, this dude, all that. If we're going to face reality and be objective, mm-hmm. Chandler's going to be champion. It's only a matter of time. I think it's my, only a matter of time. My, uh, yeah, if we're going to look at reality, yeah. I see that happening, but probably Connor has the Diaz fight. That's probably going to be the last fight. Win or lose, I think. Yeah. I only I know. Connor only has two or three fights in him left. Yeah, probably maybe Diaz would be next. That would be good. And then Khabib. Well, no, I don't think Khabib would want to come back for him. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. 
but it's a great time. It's, it's, it's a great it's, time to be a UFC fan. It is. We're just talking about one division, by the way. This, this is, is just the lightweight. Division. This is oh, it. Oh, my God. The premier, the premier division of the we're UFC. Not, what's the what's the weight classes below them again? What's, what's the name of that? Um, anything that's below 155 is bitch weight. That's oh! for sure. <laughs> Called it. Oh, man. I don't want to say it. I'm just joking. I take that back. All respect to everyone who's in featherweight and below. Mm-hmm. Just having a little fun, boys. Yeah, it's having a little fun. But just yeah, having a little I mean, fun, boys. All divisions. I mean, I know. <laughs> Uh, I would actually love to see um, that, that sequence play out. I want to see how Dustin... You can't deny Dustin needs the title around his waist or at least, uh, at least challenge for the title already. Yeah. Khabib's not coming back. Let's re- retire it already. Maybe even let him put it on Dustin, mm-hmm. whatever. Just let the guy go off to the sunset and don't hold the division back. Yeah. You're holding <clears throat> back Dustin and he wants to claim his prize, which is the lightweight division, yeah. a lightweight uh, championship. So... I feel like Dana has something to do with that as well. Mm. It could be just hold on, hold on to the belt for a little while. Yeah. Let me call George. George. Let me. Dude, George isn't going to come back. And he's let, not going to come back. Call George. He, let, me, a... let me show you the numbers. The... Just hold, why, but while you wait, hold the belt. Just hold the belt. It's all right. Fine. Just hold it. Touch yeah. it. Kiss it. Uncle Dana. Remember what it's like to have that wrapped around your waist after a win. Mm-hmm. Just, just hold on to it. You know, Very persuasive. I'm gonna go to Montreal. Let me talk to George. You know, while he's doing stupid water workouts. One hundred one twenty. Seven to one hundred and one twenty. Can't say the other. Can't the say. Rest, you can't say the rest. Can't say the rest. But yeah, you, what a time! If you want to know what we're talking about, just DM us. We'll send you. Yeah, DM. DM us in in between rounds. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll send you. We'll send you an uh, artifact, uh-huh. a piece of history. Yep, one of the best. <laughs> videos circulating the internet the internet mm-hmm. so i think we said all we can uh, anything else you want to add we wrap this baby up um well I, I mean to everyone who's a connor fan be prepared for this you know there, there's a chance that this could be the last time we'll ever see him in the octagon that's true there's always a chance especially mm-hmm. with connor you know when you make 20 north of 20 million per fight that's gonna that's gonna cushion any kind of blow, defeat. Will will deal on to you. Yeah, he's not gonna stew in it for. That's no. the thing, right? You you won't stew in it for long because it's you like, know. I have I have a he wasn't even, wife, family, everything. He wasn't even upset. He said, "I don't. I'm not even upset." Hey, but towards the you end know. of the press conference, he admitted he's upset. Like it, it hurts like a mother. Like yeah, uh, yeah, bastard. It's like a tough me. one to you, swallow. You got me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a fighter for sure, uh, but he can actually do so much in the sport, even if he's not fighting. Right? Yeah. I'll give you, you know, if Connor's if Connor's gonna come back and be the Connor of old, the Connor we all remember, the Connor that starched Eddie Alvarez in the mm-hmm. New York. There are three things he needs for success. Okay, keys to three success. Okay, keys to success. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's hear it. Okay, these are the three. Keys to Connor's success. Number one, Artem Lobov. Number two, Dylan Dennis. Number three, Guido Portal. Get the gang <laughs> back together, son. Uh, we need the big three. He needs the big three. He That's needs true. The big three. He needs them back. He needs the Avengers he needs, team up. He needs to go back playing touch button to park. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the what are the workouts? I I don't know. What's that movement thing? He's got to do like the the crocodile yeah. walk on the beach. Yeah, that one. He's got to do he's that. Gotta, he's got to spar with the Russian hammer. Yeah, he's get the capoeira get on the ground with the samurai. The samurai. Yep. The sex you know symbol I mean? of MMA. The sex. <laughs> <laughs> the face Still of jujitsu. He's got to get back on the ground with the face of jujitsu. He's got to get back in the octagon with the king of bare knuckle boxing. And he's got to get back in the park. Playing touch butt. Playing touch butt. Can I just say, though? With Park Jesus. The only person I think that can bring the Connor of old, Mm. Tony Ferguson. Oh, yeah. He's going to bring it out of him. That's going to be a dirty fight, man. It's going to be crazy. Because, like, Diaz, they, come on, let's admit, they have respect for each other. They're not going to go back and forth, like, calling each other assholes and stuff. 
But Tony, dude, the first thing he tweeted when when he oh and uh, Poirier won, mm-hmm. he said, "Oh, I'll see you soon." Like he still thinks he's cha- he's a champ material yeah, after two losses. Come on, dude. And Connor's gonna be there to humble him. That's why I feel like the t- t- the Tony fight would, would make a lot of sense. Con- Tony versus Connor would be, I think. Well, that'd be astronomical pay per view wise. I think. It would be. That Especially would be. with t- Tony's mouth and yeah. Connor's selling skills. Oh my god. I think I think if Tony and Connor fought, I think Connor will start talking shit again. He will, dude. He, he you have to. God. That's just gonna be ooh, I like it. Dude. I like it. That's gonna be good. I wanna see that. I would love to see that. Yeah, I'd love to see that. That's good. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure his wife's gonna be like, Yeah, go back to your old ways. It's fine. I'll I'll take care of the kids. Yeah, you go just wild. Go. Just go. Just go, you know. It's like a John Jones situation. Let the man do his cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> let the man do his cocaine. You know, just let him do it. Just let him be himself. Yeah, that's true. You know, I yeah. feel like maybe Connor's doing this because he thinks it's what everyone wants to see. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think Connor's doing it for whatever. I think he's just at that point, right? Like yeah, family man and all that. But maybe he's convinced himself. That he needs to be this person to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe deep down he wants to run his mouth. You never Maybe. Know. Mm. We'll never know. You know, goodbye ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that meme? Um, where it's like uh, the, the caption of the meme is when my parents are saying goodbye to their friends. Mm-hmm. And the picture is like a picture of like a girl like in an ambulance already, like in the stretcher, because she's been waiting for so long. <laughs> I look true. for it. I look for it. But yeah, okay, let's cap it off. Let's cap it off. Yep. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for watching episode number thirteen. In between rounds, like us on Instagram, follow us, DM us, and we'll see you in the next episode and the next round. Peace. been listening to the in between rounds podcast with gabe ojeda and pacha strata your weekly mma habit and the only filipino mixed martial arts podcast that matters be sure to subscribe on spotify apple podcasts google play or anywhere podcasts are available to get new fresh weekly episodes for more content and updates please follow us on instagram at in between rounds ph